we'll be sharing a couple of things about grace and obedience and stuff. Anybody remember the grace? Grace is a favor from God. Grace, what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross, what he has done once and for all, finally finished, settled, was he settled the case against us. We're no longer under the, 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 the law. We're under grace. We're under a new covenant. We're under a new priesthood. Is it coming back to you now? Sure? Under the new priesthood. So that means we don't have to struggle to try to fulfill the law. All we need to do is to invest our time in worshiping the Lord. Uh, right there, I should have gave you a praise. You know? So you guys don't have to be worrying about, oh, I missed the mark or what should I do? But we just got to thank God here. What, through the blood of Jesus, I am set free once and for all. I am set free. I don't longer now have to worry about does he love me uh, or, 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 or is, does he accept me or does he care for me or am I going to be able to please him today? Because what he has done on the cross, he said it's finished. Once and for all done. We're under the grace, under the new priesthood. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, man, you guys are quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Those that don't know me. <laughs> I like feedback. It stirs me up. <laughs> so stir me up. <laughs> so the grace, on the grace, grace, grace. Okay, so we understand we're on the grace. We understand we're free once and for all. We understand that but what Jesus Christ has done is settled once for all. We no longer have to worry about going to hell. We're going to heaven. Those who accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior has been transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We understand that, right? So we no longer have to struggle with certain things. But the Bible says that my people perish for the lack of understanding and the lack of knowledge. So it's not what Jesus has not done. It's like what we don't understand that's causing us to stumble and continue in the cycle of the same foolishness that we keep falling out of. The Apostle Paul said it once, that what I want to do, I don't do, and that what I... No, that what I want to do, I don't do, that what I don't want to do, I find myself doing... How did I get here again? You know? It's, a, it's an endless cycle because we don't understand that Jesus Christ even died for that cigarette, that joint, that cocaine, that habit, that lying habit, that stealing, lying tongue, you know, whatever it is that hinders her but doesn't hinder her but it makes him look better and, and knocks him down. We all have different courses of gravity. But God says once and for all is settled, once across the board, it is finished. It's been settled. We are set free. We are free. We are free. We are free. We are free. What are you free for? We are free to enjoy of life, a life of peace and prosperity. I came to give you life and life. Come on. Come on. Life in abundance. So if you're not living the abundance life, it's not because what Jesus has failed to do. It is because what we failed to understand what he did for us. So he has done everything that he has supposed to have done. The rest is up to us. That means we still have to practice or apply the principles of the word of God for us to become who he called us to be. I used to always say up here that about my lack of reading and writing and my education and how I got the promotion when I'm at. And, and I said, man, praise God, because I was unqualified to fulfill the job and now that I'm doing it, but God is able to change the mind of the people to look at me in a certain way. Remember that? Yes. You know the beauty of God? The more you throw yourself in his face, the more understanding he gives you. You know that statement is the wrong statement? Mm, what do you mean? See, see, it was always in there. God don't make junk. God don't make mistakes. My people perish with the lack of understanding. So since I didn't understand, I believed that I wasn't capable. I believe I wasn't qualified. So the more I threw myself in his face, the more understanding I got. Hey, I got the job. So that means I must be qualified. I got the certifications. So that means the ability is there. See, the more you apply yourself to God, the more he is like a lemon, like an onion. It gets peeled off, precepts by precepts, glory by glory, victory by victory. He doesn't just take us from eight to a thousand overnight. Because we can't handle it. Not that he can't. We can't handle it. So he has to take us step by step. Stripping away and healing us. Stripping away and filling us. 
till we get to a point that we no longer begin to live safe, we become dangerous. Remember that, Tony? We know a lot of things, but we're still not dangerous. I mean, I could take any of you. I could just look at you, and I bet you you could just, you could just like preach it, preach it, preach it. But are you walking it, walking it, walking it? Are you being motivated to the people, but when you go home, are you tormenting yourself? So there's principles that we have to practice. One of the greatest principles is prayer. Without prayer, you know what prayer is? Prayer is the <laughs> backbone of ministry. Amen. Jesus Christ came and gave us an example. He would go to the Father, and then he would do a miracle. He would go to the Father, and then he would show signs and wonders. He would go to the Father, then he would fulfill. He always went to the Father first. Why would we think we could do it different? He didn't go preaching till he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He didn't do a sign and wonder till he was filled with the Holy Ghost. We hear a good word and we want to change the world. We want to do it in our own strength. Kill the echo. If you can. We want to do it in our own strength. Granted, the desire is honorable. Because what the Father has done for us. But Jesus Christ told his disciples, wait. Wait for the promise. Wait. What was the promise? What was the promise? Like this side got it. I want to hear something from this side. <laughs> see, see, that's still this side. I still haven't heard anything from this side. Come on. <laughs> the Holy Spirit to empower us and to guide us to be all that he called us to be. To bring forth that what he has said has been settled once and for all. Intercessors. How many intercessors do we have in the house? Hmm. What's intercessing? Praying, standing together. Do you know intercessing is not prayer? Intercessing is an action. Intercessing, you could pray a prayer of intercession. You're praying, standing in the gap, and standing for someone, and, and presenting someone. But intersection itself is not, a, it's not a prayer. Actually, we were all called to intercede. Every one of us. The Bible says that in Romans 8, that Jesus intercede for us. The Bible says also in Romans 8, 26, I believe, that the Holy Spirit helps us to intercede. Isn't it amazing? He did it all once and for all, and he's still sending us help. Yes. Amen. He says, I know my people. I created them. I know what causes them to tick. Yes. First, let me clean the sweet so they have no more excuse. And then, you know what? Let me add one more thing. Let me send my Holy Spirit to empower them to move them along. <laughs> he's a little more gentle than I am. <laughs> so, he has taken care of every aspect in life for us to be all who we're supposed to be. But still we lack. Tony, Mr. Tony, how many people were here Wednesday? So the lack of understanding of the power or the principle or the benefit or the joy of prayer is still being missed. Yeah, what it says. See. Notes. You know what prayer is? Prayer is, is the transfer of your burden onto the Lord. If you go to your prayer closet and pray unto God and release your burden, your burden, and you come out still with the burden, you didn't pray. All you did is complain. Say it again. If you go into your prayer closet and you release your burning, God, God, and you walk out still with the same burden, you didn't pray. All you did was complain. Because if you're releasing your burden onto God, you're supposed to walk away with his peace. Because it's the peace that causes you to get the understanding. The peace is that causes you to achieve further than you can. As long as you're operating on the burning, as long as you're operating on the frustration, 
you can't blossom. See the little tricks and the lies of the enemy? Little subtle things. He can't come and throw a truck at you because you know you're a lying devil. But if he stands a little doggy, you won't think twice about it. After a while, the little doggy becomes a truck, but you're so used to it, all you see is the doggy. Brother, have you prayed? Yeah, I prayed. I prayed. I prayed for oh, 1942. I prayed about having seen anything. So I don't believe in prayer. That's because my people lack perish for the lack of understanding. You're perishing because he has given you the ability to command and don't understand how to command. In, in, in uh, Luke 24, it says that he has given us the power to... Huh? What's Acts 8, 1, 8 says? Come on, you scholar, man. Sunday school, uh, 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 sister, uh, please scan, take names, call them up, Sunday school. I have to start with me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Acts 1, 8. Pada. Who wants to read? Go ahead. You should receive power. Okay, what up? He first settles the, the account. Then he fills you with his spirit. Because actually, actually, he settles the account. Then the Holy Spirit helps you to intercede, teaches you how to pray. And then he empowers you to fulfill that what he called you. So far, God's doing everything. When, you do, when are you coming in? So far, God's done everything. Settled your account. <laughs> Gave you a, a teacher. To teach you how to go forth and how to pray. He empowers you through the Holy Spirit. That was by the way. The other one was Luke 24, 49. Get me Ephesians 3.20. So now you guys, while he's getting Ephesians 2.20, you have been <coughs> cleansed. You have been taught. Or you, should I say you got a personal tutor and you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. So 320, Ephesians 320, Ephesians 3.20 is going to answer a question. Who, who has it? Who can read it? Who has a Bible? Go ahead. You shut it down? Mm. I want it up. Authority. That's it. Clear it out. <laughs> now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. According to what? The power that worketh in us. According to what? The power that worketh in us. What power is that? I can't hear you. Huh? Thank you. So, anything that I ask for, according to the will of the Lord, anything that I proclaim, anything that I ask, according to the power that has been deposited in me, I, wish I should receive it. So that means that the unlimited power of God is limited through your prayer. I said the unlimited power of God is limited through your prayer. But I've been praying, not according to that word. According to that word that he can do all according to the power that works through you. 
You know, why, why God didn't do this? And God's going to turn around and say, why didn't you do it? I gave you the power. I gave you the authority. I settled the case. I sent you my tutor. Why ain't you proclaiming? Why ain't you casting out? Why ain't you blessing? According to the power that resides in you, what I ask for should be given. Think about it. Don't fall asleep on that. Put yourself on check and think, what am I struggling with? What lies is the enemy holding? Oh, oh, Jack, it really ain't my boss. It really ain't my wife. It's really the devil and my lack of understanding that's causing me to struggle and stumble. And nine times point nine 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 is you. It's not even the devil. Because we equip him with the ability to knock us down. Because everything has been settled. Should I bring this in early terms? These heavenly terms are too heavy for you? No, I'm kidding. Maybe I'm not. My father is the owner of the corporation. I am the CEO's son. I can walk in anytime I want to, take whatever I want to, and do whatever I want. People might get pissed with me, but my daddy is the owner. So I take what I want when I want, and the only one who can put me in place is my father. You understand that? So the supervisors and the co-workers may get upset with you, but they can't touch you because you are the son of the CEO. The demons and the principalities may get pissed with you, but they can't touch you because you're the son and daughter of the almighty king. We're trying to fight a fight that has always been won. We're trying to fight a fight with our wits and abilities. We're trying to act on, okay, I'll think positive. You can think positive from now. The kingdom come. You still ain't going to do nothing. You can't think positive. You got to be who he called you to be. Who did he call you to be? Yeah, the students are waking up now. Come on, give it to me. What, what else he called you to be? Warrior, Warrior conqueror, dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> a witness, soldier. a soldier, ambassadors, ambassadors. with authority. Hallelujah. That authority cannot be released. I cannot have a child with my wife unless I get intimate with her. But I want the anointing from God without being intimate with Him. Come on now. Speak it. Prayer creates that intimacy. Prayer creates that intimacy. It's that one in one with the Father and creation. Then after a while, He no longer calls you His creation, He calls you His child. He begins to reveal His secrets to you. So when the enemy comes, you go, that's under the blood. <laughs> he can't hit you with something because, you guess what? I'm no longer in the category of uh, my people perish for the lack of understanding. I know. I understand. But knowing is only half the battle. The other half is applying the principles that you know. Standing on what you preach to others. So who are you preaching to and not listening up? Stop blaming the devil. Suck is defeated already. That's right, he lost. <laughs> He's a drag, right? <laughs> He's a bulldog without teeth. He's all bark. He's all bark. He gumming you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's coming you. He can't even bite you. So no, that's all he is. He can't do nothing to you. But if you don't know, and even though you see the gum, no teeth, you react like he's biting the heck out of you. 
My people perish with a lack of understanding. We need to begin to stop saying we know and begin to apply what we know. Look around you. You're in a room full of mighty men and women. Brothers and sisters. Children of the almighty God. We're not supposed to try to flex to each other. Look what I could do. We're supposed to join together and go to the enemy and say, look what we can do. That's what prayer does. Breaks down the pride. Breaks down the hindrance. Breaks down that I'm the only one that's capable to. Oh, she's, uh, let, me, let me hear talents. Singers and writers and performers. They get so big-headed because look what I do and I make the people jump up. But who gave you that ability? Preachers who, who come up here and preach and, and have people jumping. Oh, my God. Who gave them the word? We're not even speaking of ourselves. We're speaking about him. And then we're trying to stand there. I'm bad. <laughs> no. I'm just the jackass and he's writing me. That's all I am. He's the anointed one. <laughs> I'm just allowing him to float through me. So for him to float through me, I got to make myself available. And how do you make yourself available? By getting intimate with him. How do you get intimate with him? Spend time. Read his word. Fast and pray and seek. I want more of you, Lord. He said, yeah, I'm waiting for you. Am I saying anything, anything you guys don't know? That's why I said, knowing just part one. Applying it. It's a whole new, it's a whole new thing. You know, you know who also knew? The Pharisees. A whole lot of nothing. You know what the Pharisees did? A whole lot of nothing. Complain it. Judged each other. That thing, I think they invented the crab mentality. You know what the crab mentality is? <laughs> they, they see a brother or a sister trying to rise and get down. Don't you know you're a crab like me? <laughs> I've been filled with the blood. Get back. <laughs> Instead of lifting yourself, say, Praise God, my sister made it. Oh, I got hope. She made it. I could do it. Why? It's the same father. Instead, we knock each other down. Then I come here and look suave before you say some words and then go home and have a cigarette or curse out my wife. Come on now. Really? Really? (laughs) Really? Who are we fooling? Self. See, because remember, I'm the jackass that he's using. So I released the word. That was for you. (laughs) And if I'm smart enough, I'll have an ear and listen to it too. I said, whoa, yeah, God, that was good. And then I go home and say, Mom, you know what the Lord told me today? And, and, and bless my wife. Remember, the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. I'm still dating my wife. 26 years later, I'm still dating her. Love her, love her, love her, love her. I love her. Love, 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 I try to project the unconditional love that the Father has for me onto my wife. That's my baby. That's my queen. What the queen wants, the queen gets. She goes to me, yeah, you're the elder in the house, but go pull the garbage out. Just my queen. (laughs) I love her. Fellas, when we chased our old ladies, we said all kinds of sweet stuff. We promised them the world. (laughs) My baby. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes we come the same way to the Lord. Oh, Lord, you know I love you. I love you. (laughs) Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's be straight. God is not looking for abilities or quality. He's looking for Oh my, preachers. Availability. Love baby, come on. Availability. Yeah. Are you available unto him? Are you gifted? 
Are you talented? Yeah. He created you. I just said something. He don't make junks. There's gifts and talents deposited in each and every one of you. But are you allowing the anointed one that works within you to manifest that gift and anointing? Because it's not for me to boast. It's for me to bless. See, I'm a cup full. But if I stay full, I can't bless. When I pour myself out and bless others, God says, ah, I got to fill him more because he's, he's got my heart. So the more I give out, the more he gives me. The more he gives me, the more I can give. And selfishly, I take a little for myself. No, it's a song. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so according to the power that works in us, we're capable to do whatever we want. Then I said, God's unlimited power is limited by our prayers. So we must release God's powers through our prayers. We have to. We have to. Without it, all we do is a sound, become sounding cylinders and complainers. And we don't even realize we become, we get molded, we mold ourselves into, I don't even know what's the word for us, man, you know. Praisers and cursors, you know. Stealers and givers, all mixed in the same bowl. And we call ourselves holy ones, holy rollers, and childs of God. And, you know, when she's not looking, I'm with her. And when he's not looking, I'm stealing from him. And, you know, in the name of Father, Lord, set to tell you. <laughs> you know, and who are we fooling? Who are we kidding? Come on, let's be real with each other. We're so scared. We're so timid. We have such a wall that we can't be honest with each other and say, Sister, you don't understand what I've been going through. I was going through this. Because I'm too worried about what she's going to say about me. All due respect. Who cares? So if I trusted you and you blew me up, that's okay. That's between you and God now. It's not going to stay focused. I don't stay focused. Nine times, nine, 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 those that talk about you, later on come asking you for guidance. Come asking you to please pray for me. I know I talked about you and they go, but don't let everybody know, can you help me? And then you go, <laughs> what the Lord said to tell you. <laughs> it's not what I wanted. I went, <laughs> the Lord said to tell you, give me that car. <laughs> Name and claiming. Yeah, right. I actually, it was a joke. I went to a church and the pastor was preaching on name it and proclaim it. And this guy came up to me at the end of the service. He goes, oh, brother, Lord, show me that I got a name and claim your car. I said, well, he didn't give me that revelation. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Keep on going. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice try. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was back then. It was several years. I had this hot GTO, mag tires. <clears throat> Five hours to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I didn't get that revelation. I'm sorry. Next, so let's get in. Let's get into the game. Let's stop playing games. Let's get into the game. Let's become dangerous again. 2013 is a year of transformation. The pastor said that 2013 is the year of discipline, and those who become diligent, they're going to blossom. This is our year. This year, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we're going to op- walk into our own place. But with a new house of worship comes new responsibilities. It's not giving us a house where we can do party. <laughs> Bless me, club. There's a reason for it. Lighthouses are not given just to be given. There's, a, there's darkness in the neighborhood. And we proclaim ourselves to be the light. Do you know that darkness does not lead to true light pops up? Everybody says they got the light. But only when the true light pops up, darkness flees. Demon don't flee because I call myself a Christian. Demon flees because he senses the presence of the Almighty. So that means for him to sense the presence, that means there has to be a level of relationship. Amen. Not a Sunday goer. Amen. 
for the Monday to Saturday, worship and praise her. When somebody bumps you in the road, you tell them, in Jesus' name, God bless you. You know, I used to be. I understand, brother. Come here. You know, one time I went to pick up my wife. She was in a Christian bookstore, and I was walking down 42nd Street, and this guy kicked me. Yeah. I like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, he just kicked me. And um, I'm telling you, the natural man. I lose it. My fist was already up here. And the guy thought I was crazy, but I said, no. The guy looked at me like, what's this guy? <laughs> I had told my flesh to shut up because they wanted to knock that boy out. I said, what the hell are you kicking me? I said, no. By the time we got to the corner, I was teaching, preaching him the word of God. He shook my hand and gave him a hug. I said, brother, I'm going to keep him praying. He gave me his name. And well, but in the world, we probably would have been busting our heads in the corner. Pow, boom, pow. Who knows? He probably might have whipped me off. I don't know. But what would I gain? Nothing. Or let's say I whoop him. <laughs> Sucker. Kick me. <laughs> Look at you now. <laughs> and Jesus, you blew it. What do you mean? That was your chance to witness. That was your chance to release him. That was your chance to deliver him. That was your chance to give him the truth. He's acting like that because he doesn't know any better. You know, I grew up without my dad. And, and for a season, you know, I was really pissed at him. You know, he wasn't there. I needed him in my life, you know. Father, a father is very important in the household. And um, statistics says that 99% of the problems of the homes is the missing father. Those that are not there and those that are there are not there. Man, that's a responsibility upon us. Our children, man, you know, they're going by the wayside because we're not standing on the gap of who we are. Our wives are carrying loads that they're not supposed to be carrying. That's our responsibility. Ours. It's time that we take up and be, you know, man up. You know, we did the time, but let's do the crime. Huh? Or I did the crime and they do the time. <laughs> Whatever. You're there. <laughs> Pay it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my child. <laughs> you know, come on. Let's, let's man up. Let's be the man that God called us to be. Let's be. So, I, you know, I, I, I was frustrated with my dad. And I was sharing with a minister, you know, like 20 years ago. And he started giving me some revelation. I said, wow. So I went and I looked for my dad. And I found him. He was in Puerto Rico somewhere. And I found him. And I had to tell him, listen, I, I love you. I forgive you. See, because what I was asking from you, you couldn't give me. Because nobody gave it to you. You didn't understand. So how could I demand from someone that doesn't have it? He only gave me what he knew. But I swore to myself that I would never do that to my kids. Blew my father away. Call him up. What's up, Dad? You need anything? I love you. you know, he, he died a couple of years back. He went with the Lord. Praise God. But the Lord allowed me the opportunity to share the gospel to him. And you know what I found out? That great-grandma was the stronghold of the house because the man wasn't there. Grandma had 13 kids and Pops used to be the teenager preaching in the street corner till grandma died. And all of a sudden, boom, everybody stopped serving the Lord. But grandma's word never didn't come back boy. Because great grandson came up. <laughs> so I was not only the stronghold in my household because I am the priest of the house, but I was able to bring my dad into the kingdom. You know what the blessing that was? Blew me away. Able to become a, a minister of the house, and, and now I, I'm, I'm licensed to marry people. I married my son to his wife. My nieces married, you know. So it's the honor and blessing. I was like, man, God, you know, you are awesome. 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 I cannot say that enough. I cannot thank you enough. And I said, I love you so much. And, you know, that's easy to say in a setting like this. But when you're home or Monday morning and you're going to work and who does take the train? Oh, 
It's like sardines. You know? <laughs> I seen this person one time go like this. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Without a test, you can never pass. Without a test, you can never know what's inside. So we need to go to processes. Processes are not meant to destroy you. Processes are meant to manifest that what's in you. What's in you? What's in you? The anointed one himself. What's in you? The gift of glory. What's in you? The Holy One, it's in you. And he's looking for opportunities to blossom out, to bless others. You are the vessel that he wants to use. That's why he died on the cross once and for all. To set you free. Doesn't the Bible say, don't marvel of the things I do for greater things you would do? God, what am I going to do? You're going to continue on my work. See, when the president of the corporation retires or goes on... To, uh, to the father, the son takes over and continues the legacy of the father. We are here to take over and continue the legacy of what Jesus Christ has set forth. He laid the foundations. We are to build on upon that foundation. And upon upon the foundations are souls. Living stones. He don't care about concrete and some sheet rocks and wooden carpet or whatever. He's looking for Living stones, living stones, living stones, living stones, living stones. That's his church. That's what he's building. So our job is to continue on the legacy of our father and build an awesome church. No barriers. Black, white, orange, Chinese, Korean, whatever. Polka dots if he made them. We are to be one together. And that's what God called together. The enemy has got us fighting each other, whites against blacks, Chinese against Koreans. They're both the same to me. I can't tell them the difference. You put them in front of me. But they hate each other. Two creatures of God, two children of God, killing each other because my people lack for the um, people what? Oh, Jesus. So, let me end it with this. I said he settled it. He filled us with the Holy Spirit. Or before he filled us, he settled it. The Holy Spirit even helps us to pray. He filled us with his holiness, the Holy Spirit, which guides us and teaches us. He equipped us, empowered us. And you know what he does with our prayer? Give me Revelation 5.8. God adds his fire to our prayer. Tony, I want you to stand up back there. So when it goes over, you slap it right back so it can come back to him. You know? <laughs> so when it goes over, you slap it, it comes back, you know? <laughs> God adds his fire to our prayer. I can't see it. Revelation 5.8. Who's got Revelation 5.8? I know it's up. I'm asking you, do you got it? You got it. You got it. Got it. Now, now when he has taken the scroll and the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and a golden bowl. Remember that bowl? Full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So he gathers the prayers, the angel gathers the prayers of the saints and takes it on to God. Go to Revelation 8.1. Who got it? Come on, this is very cute right here. The angel gathers your prayers in a bowl and presents it onto God with incense. It goes up to the Father as an aroma onto him. And in Revelation 8, 1 to 5, 
I'm going to make it short. What he does is he takes the power of God, adds it to the bowl of prayer and incense, and throws it back to the earth. What is he throwing back to the earth? Yeah, Tony's, Tony's slapping back. Go ahead, go ahead. Smack! <laughs> you throw it back again. He throws your answer. He, that fire, that's the fire of what? Whoa, come on, come on. What's that fire? Huh? 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 Holy Spirit. Huh? Boo. <laughs> he takes your, your, your petitions, your prayers, your cry, and presents it to the Almighty King as a Roman odor unto him. And then he takes the anointing, the fire of God, and says, Here's your answer. Here comes your blessings. He come, so, so, so that means, is your bowl full enough that he can throw his fire in and send it back to you? Or is your bowl half empty and the angel is waiting for you to continue praying for that what you've been standing on that, oh, God ain't moving, so I guess I got to stop. And the angel says, don't stop. It, it's almost full. That way I can present it to the Father in your behalf and send you your answer. How many times we begin to pray and stop praying because we don't believe that God's going to release the answer? You know what? Read, read, read it. Give me, give me uh, Nate, you got the, the mic? Yeah. Do you have the verse? The one, like this? One, one through eight. One to five. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God and to them who were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. What happens when he threw it to the earth? And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and earthquake. Woo! Yes. Tony, slap it back. So if you have not received your answer yet, it's because you quit. Is your bowl full? He ain't going to send back at half full. It has to be full. Oh, but minister, I've been praying for three months. I haven't heard nothing yet. So, uh, so? But we all say that. And the answer to yourself is, is the manifestation to my question being fulfilled or not? We live in society. This generation lives in a society of instant. Instant popcorn. Instant marriage. Instant divorce. You know, they even got drive-through divorces. I'm like, it's, no, I'm very serious. It's like, come on, what this world is coming to? So everything is instant. So we want to put God in that same box. Okay, God, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Lord, feel me, heal me, heal me. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, it's too long. I got to find another way. God says, keep on going. Keep on going. On. You got to fill the bowl. You got to fill it. And then it has to be presented to me as a aroma that I could put my anointing in it and send it back to you. When he sends it back to you, there's certain things happen. It says sounds, thunder, earthquake. Because there's an awakening from within one of his anointed ones that is going to make a change, not only for himself, but for those who are listening. Those who are watching him. There's earthquake in the ground. You're supposed to be shaking this earth with the anointing that right resides within you. Yes. That's why I'm saying Soundview ain't going to know what's going to hit them. Because the anointing is going before us. The anointing is going with us. And the anointing is closing the door behind us. Is your cup full? Is your bowl full or half empty? Now we have a, a, a bowl for our loved ones, a bowl of our health, a bowl for our finances. You know, uh, excuse me, he does not take them all and mix them. There's a bowl for everything in your life. 
Are you spending the time? Are you proclaiming the promise and filling the bowl? Anybody have children that are not saved? Not saved. How full is the bowl? How many of you go so, uh, uh, sick and go to changes? How full is your bowl? How many of you are going to financial situations? How full is your bowl? I came to give you life and life in abundance. How full is your bowl? See, we're not asking for anything that he, that he didn't promise us. So if our prayers are aligned with the promise of the Father, he is compelled because of the blood of the Son to give what belongs to us. Because we're co-heirs with Christ Jesus. So we're not praying amiss. We're praying the word right back. Father, don't forget. Come on, how many kids, uh, people have kids here? Dad, dad, you say you were going to take me to zoo. Yeah, but that was next week. Yeah, but I used to remind you. But that's next week. But I'm just lending you today. I'm lending you tomorrow. I'm going to lend you every day. I'm going to nug you every day till you take me to the park. <laughs> <laughs> so are you praying till you get your answer? Is your bowl overflowing? When God is compelled to go, the aroma, oh my son, oh my daughter, angel, bam, slam, boom, is it happening? <laughs> Behave. <laughs> is it happening? I just raised all your excuses. It's not the devil. That sucker's a defeated foe. He ain't got to say so in your life. He ain't got nothing on you. If you're under the blood, he can't touch you. If you're under the blood, he can't touch you. If you're under the blood, he cannot touch you. He could whisper lies. He could send others to whisper lies. He could send others to torment you, to bother you, to cross, cut you on the highway, steal your seat on the chair and the train. Talk nasty about you to your boss. But he got nothing on you. Because I'm dead to that. He who is risen with Christ is dead. So if I'm dead to the world, your foolish games cannot affect me. Because I'm a dead to that. I have been, you know, anybody, 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 anybody been baptized? Anybody been baptized? Huh? Okay, no, yes. baptized, dead, risen, alive, baptized, dead, risen, alive. So if you're baptized, you're dead to the freaking world. And when you rise, well, I'm sorry, I gotta say that. <laughs> you, rise, <laughs> you rise up with the anointing. <laughs> I'm sorry with the freaking. <laughs> I'm gonna hear it from my wife on that one. <laughs> you're dead to this world. You are Hallelujah. dead to this world. Hallelujah. You are dead to this world. Uh, that means if somebody spits you in the face, you're dead to the world. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm going to turn his cheek. <laughs> I got hit clearly from God telling me no help. Okay. <laughs> what? I got the green light. Bam. No. You are dead to this world. You are dead to your emotions. You are dead to the lies. Amen. You are dead, but you are alive in Christ. Amen. And being alive in Christ, that means you're uh, in position to release and receive all his blessings. Amen. All his blessings. Amen. Not some his blessings. God don't give. He don't give the brother here two and you 40. He gives. It's up to you to take what you want. If you only walked away with two because that's all you wanted. Amen. God gets in abundance, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing does he give. Shake down, press together. So if all you got was to press down and not to shaking, then that's all you wanted. I receive because I made myself available. I am because who he says I am. I am the elder of Calvary Christian Fellowship. Superintendent of 225th Street, no, uh, 225 E 73rd Street. I managed a multi-million dollar property. Hallelujah. It took me six years to get in that position because I had a fight. But your so-called Christians, there were more demons than anything. Who all they did was backstab me, talked about me, and, and tried to bring me down. 
But because I stood on the principle of the word of God, because I didn't act the way they wanted me to, because I still focused, I am their boss. I am the manager now. I oversee them. But God didn't, didn't create me for that. He was that just to show me, son, if I could get you to understanding that you are even greater than that, that's not what I created you for. There's bigger things I want you to do. He said, well, Lord, what's greater than that? Souls. I want you to be a shiny light in that building. I got a pain in the butt worker, a 46-year-old kid who constantly throwing tantrum. And I had to suspend him several times. And I said, Lord, what do I do with this guy? Because I'm ready to can him. God says, no, witness to him. His, his old, as people say, his aura began to change. His aura began to change. Yeah, yeah. I love when people say that. Oh, your aura. Yeah, right. <laughs> his aura began to change. I saw him smile for the first time. I still got to keep him here. I can't bring him here. He's got to earn it. He's got to earn it. So even people are saying, Russ, you're doing something because look at the way he's acting now. He ain't finished yet. He ain't finished. Took, uh, excuse me. How long did it took you? How long did it took you to get to the Lord finally put you in place? And it's, and it's still working with us. So we cannot give up on him. That's what prayer does to you. It gives you the Father's heart. It gives you... A heart from heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Heart of compassion. Heart of compassion. You can see them in the street and you can't walk away because it takes your heart. When she look at him and says, man, that's not what God created him for. That's not what God created her for. That was a liar. You're compelled to cry out to God in their behalf. Now you're crying the father's heart. How fast do you think that bowl will get filled up? Now, if I'm standing in the gap for my family and myself and certain things, what do you think happens when the church gets together? When corporate prayer on Wednesday, when the saints get together and cry out to God for a nation, how quick is that bowl gets full? How's the anointing released there? See, Soundview ain't different yet. Because we haven't got totally real yet. When we get real, you won't be able to touch the system. You think the Sunday school is full now? You think the anointing is coming out now? <laughs> Wait. See, because there has to be a need for the anointing to arrive. It's what one said, for the, for, the, for the teacher to arrive, the student must manifest. And there's going to be a lot of students out there. To need to receive what we so easily abuse and take advantage of. 